All right, y'all. Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. That's right, coming to you from rainy Texas. <laughs> and it's raining pretty good, too. <laughs> but guess what? We're here, and you're here, and together we are here. <laughs> Welcome to the show. All right. We got a lot to do today, man, I tell you. And I can't wait to get started. That's right. Man, I think we're going to have us some fun today. I got a little fun um, song of the day for you. (laughs) I think it's going to make some of you laugh because it sure made me laugh. I'm not even going to front on that one. And I thought it was, I just had to play this song. Yeah. Well, these two songs because it's two together. But anyway, anyway. Oh, I thought I'd do something different, being that it is Freedom Friday. I thought what we'd do today is give you a chance to call in and tell us why you have decided to vote for whoever it is you decided to vote for or who you haven't decided to vote for or why you're not going to vote for anyone. Yeah, just something different. Let's get a, a pulse on what 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 is what. What are you, the listener, really thinking about these great um, debates that's going on and the candidates that's left? You know, <laughs> oh Lord. you know, Donald Trump said something last night that made sense to me, and I, I said the same thing before. Why are we still having these debates? Why are we even bothering with them anymore? Are we learning anything different? Are they saying anything different? Um, that, that would sway us one way or another as far as who you would vote for? As I have today, and those are the questions I want you to help me answer. <laughs> of course, of course. And then, of course, you know, before we get started, um, before we get started and get to the meat of the show, you know, we got a couple other little things we're going to talk about here. You know, just give people time to get in, get you, give you time to be settled in, and we can have us some fun, okay? It's Freedom Friday, so y'all know, let's do this, all right? Now, before we get into anything else, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. Because this show is one of the few shows where you actually get to call in and voice your opinion. And you will be heard. That's the great part about it. That's right, you will be heard. Now, the first way is simple. Just call. That's all you got to do. Call 347-838-8622. It's easy. That's all you got to do. Or you can email me, ericletstalk at gmail.com. You can do that as well. You know, you can email me throughout the show, before the show, after the show, you know, during the weekend or whenever I'm not on the air. Hey, more than happy to hear from you. Okay? And if you email me, I will respond to you. I promise I will. Um, let's see, there's our chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Uh, we can have a conversation in there as well during the show. Uh, hey, there's just multiple ways for you to be a part of the show. And I want you to be a part of this show. That's why it's called Let's Talk. That's right. That's why it's called Let's Talk. All right. Um, let's see what else we got here. I think that that's it for right. That that that's enough. Don't you think that's enough? Starting off, of course it is. Um, we um, uh, 
as I mentioned before, we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about, hopefully, with your input. Yeah, with your input, because we like to hear what you have to say. You know, earlier I was listening to Lush Limbaugh, and, uh, you know, that cat is a trip. <laughs> he really is. That cat is a trip. He was going in about um, protesters being beaten up uh, at um, um, Donald Trump's Donald Trump's um, rallies and things. And he actually had the nerve to say, basically, without saying it, that it was okay for it to happen. It was okay for it to happen. Now, I'm not one to, to, to advocate violence. I'm not. However, you know, I, I saw the video where the, the, the elderly gentleman hit the young black guy in the face. And I'm not a violent person. I, I, I like to think I'm very mild-mannered, well-tempered. But if if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, that LED guy would have got drug up and down that dang on owl. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have this, I guess you can say it's my military background, my military training. Once you put your hands on me, you created a, a, a big mistake. You know, and, and the way the police treated that young man was just uncalled for. They took him down like he was the one who actually um, had done something wrong. That's just crazy. That's crazy. But Donald, I mean, but Les Limbaugh says, you know, it's okay because they are tired of of of, of these people tearing up the cities and 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 interrupting rallies and things. So it's okay for elderly white guy to hit him. Uh, Go out and just hit somebody in the face, and everything's supposed to be okay. Not, not in the world I live in. <laughs> not in the world I live in. That that is not going to happen. So you know, to Lush Limbaugh, you go out there and hit somebody and see what happens to you around behind. Okay, I, I, I'm just saying it like I'm I'm calling it like I see it. You know, it, it, it makes no sense. It makes no everybody has a right to voice their opinion. That is supposedly what these constitutionalists keep yelling, right? Yeah. But when you get the the deciding to put your hands on somebody, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You deserve to get beat down. I'm sorry. That 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 is my point of view. That's the way I see it, and that's the way it should it, it, it. <sighs> Anyway. So I think my best um <laughs> my my best um, thing is to stay away from these rallies because I'm still somebody put their hands on me it's gonna be hell to pay excuse my language y'all know I use don't cuss but you you understand what I'm saying yeah somebody gonna get taken out <laughs> all right anyway I had to get that off man because you know I, I man. I just constantly heard that boy, and I was like, "Really, Lush? Really? You you gonna say that it's okay for an elderly white man just to come out of the stands and hit somebody? And it's okay because they're tired of the 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 the, the riots and the disruption, and it's okay. No, Lush, it's not okay. It's not okay at all. Not okay at all. And like I said before, if it was me, 
the, the, that old man would have got drug coming down that aisle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yes, that's right. I am not of the Martin Luther King mythology that uh, <laughs> non-violent. Okay, you hit me, I'm hitting you back. <laughs> I know. I I probably shouldn't have said that, huh? Oh, who cares? Who cares? You don't like it? Oh well, get over it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> oh Lord, I just tickle myself sometimes. I really do. <laughs> All right. Um, the Pentagon. Yeah, you know them, them people. Hey, guess one, 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 three in my chat room. Thank you for joining us today. All right. I see we got some callers on the line. My dear, dear, dear sister. And we haven't gotten a divorce. We haven't gotten a divorce. We will be chatting this weekend, so you know who I'm talking to. Um, this is an interesting article that I found. It says the Pentagon admits that it has deployed military spy drones over the U.S. Now, <laughs> the Pentagon has deployed drones to spy over U.S. territory for non-military missions over the past decade, but the flights have been rare and un- and lawful, according to a new report. Spy drones on non-military missions have occurred fewer than 20 times between 2006 and 2015, and always in compliance with the existing law. The use of unarmed aerial surveillance drones over U.S. service U.S. service in 2013, when the FBI Director Robert Mueller testified to Congress that the Bureau employed spy drones to aid investigations, but in a very, very minimal way, very seldom. Now, let me tell you about this little article right here. Uh, somebody requested it. Um, somebody requested it through the Freedom of Information Act. Okay, I guess they want to know. And it was an article in USA Today by Greg Zoroya. Okay, and he has a copy of the whole report by the Inspector General. I'm going to put the link in the chat room while the um, songs of the day are playing. This here, what what, what we read right here, they're lying, y'all. I'm just going to tell you straight up. They're telling a lie. You know how I know they're telling a lie? Because I see one flying around here two or three <laughs> I see one flying around here all the time. You hear me? All the time. All the time. So it's not just a few very minimal instances. No, they have them up in there a whole lot more than what they're willing to tell you. Uh, you know, and my eyes aren't lying to me, okay? I know what I'm looking at. And the interesting thing about these these little new drones that's coming out, you know, if they turn a certain way, or, or, or they turn a certain way and light hit them just right, they disappear. <laughs> I'm not telling you something I've read. I'm not telling you something somebody else has told me. I'm telling you what I have seen with my own pupils. Okay, so don't believe the hype when you hear these 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 knuckleheads talking about only in them. Yeah, they got the drones up. Yeah, they do. They have the drones up. And they practicing. They practicing. I'm not going to tell you what they practicing for because you already know what they practicing for, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they practicing. So I just thought I'd just drop that little nugget. 
<laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd pop that little nugget. Like I said, if you want to read the whole report, I'm going to put the um, link in the chat room, and you can go and check it out for yourself. Okay? Um, GOP, they decided they're going to sue Hillary Clinton over her emails. You know, I, I'm really sick and tired about this email, okay? Um, apparently, they have given one of her former aides immunity, so um, he's supposed to be telling some great secrets or what have you. But, and I've said this on the show before, and I'm going to say it again, don't expect Hillary to be, you know, the to face any serious charges on this thing. And um, I'll tell you why. Because remember the CIA, uh, former CIA director David Petraeus, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Who clearly knew that the material he provided to his little girlfriend, Paula Broadwell, was classified. And that she was not supposed, listen, she was not supposed to look at it. Highly classified. Okay cold word stuff in there, he told her. He lied to the FBI agents about it. And you know what he got? A misdemeanor charge, sentence probation, and fined $100,000. And to top it off, he still gets to advise the United States government on operations in Afghanistan. Now, The problem they have right now with Hillary Clinton is they have to prove that she knew there was classified stuff. And as I have said before, you know, she's been around the game a while. She knows how to land, how, how to sidestep some landmines, okay? Uh-uh. Um, and what they actually got portrayed on are um, two main statutory hooks, Title 18, Section 1924, which is a misdemeanor, and it makes it a crime for a government employee to knowingly remove classified information without authority or with the intent to retain such documents or materials at an unauthorized location. Okay, that's that's what they got portrayed on. So I'm looking at this and I'm reading this, and basically what it's telling me is if they come up with anything, she's going to get a misdemeanor too. But, you know, we all know this is more than just uh, um, about some emails. You know, this is about the presidential election. And uh, since they, <laughs> since their own party is just in shambles right now, they decide they're going to go and try another route. Remember all the, all the suits they were bringing against President Obama? Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, let's see. There's another um, 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 avenue they could take, which is the Espionage Act, Section 793D, which makes it a felony for a person entrusted with information relating to the national defense who willingly communicates, delivers, or transmits it to an unauthorized person that may be a stretch given to willfully. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, now we know. We know Petraeus willingly, willfully, okay, gave this information to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But remember, he only got charged a misdemeanor. And this is important. It really is. 
Section 793F covers a person with access to national defense information who, through gross negligence, permits the same to be removed from his proper place of custody and delivered to anyone in violation of his trust. Yeah. Did Petraeus do that? Yeah. But did he get charged with that? No. (laughs) However, the government has used the gross negligence provision to prosecute a Marine sergeant who accidentally put classified documents in his gym bag and then hid them in his garage rather than return them. And an Air Force sergeant who put classified material in a dumpster so he could get home early. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> you know, as they say, you know how the how the um, Eric Holder said the banks are too big to prosecute. Yeah, remember, remember this now. I'm, I'm telling you. You know, of course they're gonna argue that um, Clinton engaged in gross negligence because she transferred the information from his proper place onto her private server. Once again, they have to prove that she knew that it was classified information and willfully done, done, done you know, did it. Ha! That's interesting because if she got AIDS and they set it up, she can always say they did it without her having any knowledge of it. Duh. That's her way out already. You, you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just saying. So, for all y'all out there that's thinking Hitler gonna get um 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 caught up, she not gonna get caught up. Trust me. The president precedent has been set already, and uh, hey, it is what it is. All right, let's go back to something we've been. You know, it's interesting. We've been caught up in in all this uh, um, presidential mess. There's something interesting happening in the Freddie Gray case as well. Remember the officer they put on trial first, who they were going to use as an example to set the um, cornerstone for the rest of the um, people they're going officers they were going to put on trial, William Porter, and uh, his trial ended up in a hung jury, which was a, a big setback, big setback for the prosecution. So. <sighs> What they want him to do now is testify against the other officers. However, there was a bid to do about it, and it went to court. Okay, it went to court. And um, they, they last Thursday, in fact, they urged Maryland's high court to force it, Baltimore to force Mr. Porter to testify against his fellow officers in connection with the death of Freddie Gray. Y'all know who Freddie Gray was, right? Um, the Attorney General... Carrie Williams told a seven-judge panel at the State Court of Appeals that Officer Porter would have limited immunity, barring prosecution from using his words against him at his retrial in June. Now, remember, they they still gonna plan on retrying this cat, right? So, his lawyers argued that um, if he was he if he is forced to testify against these other, other officers that his words could be used against him, you know, not only uh, to incriminate himself, but perjury charges as well. Well, 
<laughs> well, you know, that that um that kind of stinks, you know what I mean? That really does. Well, the ruling came down and the court of appeals said yes, he will be he will have to testify against the other officers. Yeah. Now, I, I, you know, I'm listening. I'm looking at this. Number one, they haven't even gotten gotten a conviction on him yet, but now he's being forced to testify against other officers. I mean, Porter has always claimed that he didn't do anything wrong, and he told the driver that Gray needed medical attention. Now, this is what he <clears throat> actually testified to during his trial. Um. The Court of Appeals, they didn't give any reason. They said they would issue an opinion later on why he must be forced to do it. But um, he's got to do it. I'm sure there's going to be some appeals on this one as well. But uh, this is just, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, it's amazing how they're going after the, after the little guy. But you got these big crooks up there getting away with so much stuff on a daily basis. But I don't see nobody trying to to, to force them to do anything they're not supposed to do. Okay? All right. I hope y'all writing all this down. You know, y'all can save it for later when I open up the phone lines. Okay? So, yeah. Um, Wounded Warrior Program. You know, and and this is is just pitiful. This is despicable. It's raggedy. I, I don't even know what else to say. Two top executives, CEO Stephen Nardizzi and COO Al Giordano, they've been fired. And you know why they were fired? Because they spent $26 million on conferences and meetings in 2014 and up to $1.7 million in 2014. <laughs> oh, man. They have been accused of making money off of... Um, Injuries of former employees and soldiers, and, and, and you look, you know, this is something my my brothers and sisters here, you know, the wounded warrior part, yeah, because I have some friends, okay, quite a few friends that were injured with me, um, you know, during our combat years, and to have two greedy buttholes. You know, go up there and just use money for their, you know, for their lavish lifestyle. It's just uncalled for, unnecessary. Now, if they really want to get somebody, they need to get this son of a gun right here. They need to get these two jokers and put them under the jail somewhere. You know? God. According to the charity watchdog, Charity um, Navigator, Wonder Warrior Project only spends 60% of its budget on veterans. 60%. 60%. The Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation, on the other hand, provides more than 98% to veterans. Charity Navigator also assessed that Wonder Warriors' total revenue for 2014 was well over $340 million. Huh? (laughs) One employee, former employee, told CBS News that how Wonder Warrior product spends this money is the equivalent of what the military calls fraud, waste, and abuse. <laughs> you know, 
and I'm not saying it's a bad charity, but I, what I am saying is you have to be careful who you put in charge of crap, man. Because, you know, jokers get up there, and they think they can get away with it. They find ways, you know, loopholes, because there's always loopholes in things. Always. Always loopholes. But, yeah, we need to fix that. We need to fix that. All right. So those are just the little nuggets I have before we get into what you got to say today. <laughs> yeah, for what you got to say today, because I want to know what you got to say. And uh, I can't wait to hear it. I, I really can't. Um, you can tell me who you're going to vote for, who you don't want to vote for, why you want to vote for them, why you don't want to vote for them. I, hey, we can do all that, okay? Um, I can't wait, really. Or you can comment, you know, call and comment on the stuff I talked about here earlier in the show. Even though I'm staying away from the monologue right now. I am. I'm staying away from the monologue right now. Because once I get going, it's hard for me to stop. I, I, I got to admit, it's hard for me to stop sometimes. So, I am. Um, <laughs> I'm staying away from it. All right? So, what I'm about to do now, I found this song, y'all. <laughs> I found these two songs on voting. And I listened to both of these songs, and they had me laughing so hard, I thought I would have actually played them for you today. Yeah. And I'm sure <laughs> you're going to be giggling. So I go, what did he find those songs at? And I tell you, it's out there. Like we say, anything you want to find is out there. <laughs> it's out there. So. What we about to do is give you your songs of the day. I call it the voting song mix. Yeah, because it's two songs and, you know, played together, what have you, so forth and so on. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. Then we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines and get our discussion started. All right? So hang in there with me, y'all. And I see y'all in about eight minutes. Here's your songs of the day, the voting song mix. Hey, some of y'all need to really listen because you really don't understand how the voting thing works. But one of your songs explains it to you somewhat. All right? Anyway, I'm not insulting your intelligence. I'm just putting it out there. Okay? All right. So anyway, here it is, the voting song mix, man. Y'all enjoy it. I'll see y'all in a few minutes. November is here, a national election is drawing very near. Put up bumper stickers, posters, and signs for your candidates. It's voting time. Every other year, when November is here, a national election is drawing very near. We will get the pick who our leaders will be. Aren't you glad we have democracy? Hey. Every other year in November, there's election day. Everyone will hear loud and clear what the people say. We live in a land that was founded on democracy. This was an idea from the ancient Greek philosophy. Voting can help people bring about what they want to see. They can pick the leaders that they think will act responsibly. Used to be that voting only was for those with property. Then only for white men, there wasn't much equality. Through history, initially, our country did begin. Refusing voters who were African-American. But voting shouldn't focus on the color of your skin. So 1817 brought the first correction. It came in the form of the 50th Amendment. The proud for years had to fight and defend it Some states found ways to keep prejudice alive Until the Civil Rights Act, 1965 right. Women who wanted to vote were called suffragettes In 1848, at Seneca Falls, they met Supporters faced arrest, riots, even deaths But the suffragettes stood tall and kept planning Led by Lucretia Mott and Liz Stanton World War One, a lot of men crossed the sea Women took on a lot of responsibility Leading to their right to vote in 1920 Now you're probably wondering if you can vote While well, the minimum age is 18 years old and you need to be a valid resident and citizen, but could 
lose your right and be convicted felon. If you meet the requirements, it's how that time. To vote, you need to register, so get in line. You can choose a party, something to keep in mind. But just get on the list because there are deadlines. Every other year when November is here, a national election is drawing very near. Put up upper stickers, posters, and signs for your candidates. It's voting time. Every other year when November is here, a national election is drawing very near. We will get the pick who our leaders will be. Aren't you glad we have democracy? Check it every four years we elect a president. Six years for senators, two for congressmen. But before we can elect them on that Tuesday in November, we often have to narrow down the candidates to enter. People from the same party often want to run, but the party says, No, guys, we only pick one. So then the party holds a primary, a mini-election to see who will compete. When we know the candidates from each party, we need to stop. And listen closely to what they have to offer and often say. The message they relay and the ads they play. Listen because they're causing all their platforms a foundation that they hang their hats on. But get excited and support campaigns where buttons hang banners you can make a change. Then finally, election day, the moment of truth. Voters around the country at the voting booth. They might use an open room at your school or your church. Out of all the votes, how much are they worth? It depends on the size of the state you live in. Each state has a set number of votes they're given. Small states have fewer, big states have more. These votes are cast by people called electors. When the polls close, the votes get tallied up. 270 elector votes, that's enough. Normally followed by a victory speech by the newly chosen president-to-be. There's another name for the person we select, initially referred to as the president-elect. Then he or she enters officially when inaugurated in January. Every other year when November is here, a national election is drawing very near. Put up upper stickers, posters, and signs. For your candidates, it's voting time. Every other year when November is here, a national election is drawing very near. We will get the pick who our leaders will be. Aren't you glad we have democracy? Oh, 
If by chance you're just joining us, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. First, you can give us a call, 347-838-8622. 347-838-8622. Easiest way to do it, all right? Or you can email me, ericletstalk at gmail.com. You can join me in the chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Uh, those are ways you can participate on the show. I want to hear what's on your mind, all right? So, with all that being said, let's go on and open up these phone lines right here. Let me bring Mr. Joe in and bring John from Louisiana. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing? Hey, uh, that song was <laughs> that song was paralyzing my legs. Ah. <laughs> Look, look, you know your legs were moving un- uncontrollably. You, you, you were trying to stop. I it, wasn't you... dancing to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the beat had you going. The beat had you going. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> hey, yeah. Joe, who are you uh, voting for? You know me? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to vote for Rand Paul. Rand okay. Paul? Rand Paul not even in it anymore, man. Rand Paul is not in the uh, is not in the debates. But if I want to, I can vote him in. This is not a popularity okay. contest. So, so, so you going you want to do a write in write in Rand yeah. Paul? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Why mm-hmm. Rand Paul though? What's wrong with Donald, Hitler, um, Raphael slash Ted? Little Marco, you know Marco Rubio. <laughs> little Marco, I love him. When yeah. Trump goes to Little Marco. <laughs> you know, you got old man Bernie, and then you got John, the other guy. You know, cause nobody remembers him. What's the crap? You know, he's the serious guy always up there. Uh, but anyway, Kasich, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, so Rand Paul. Yep. But isn't 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 Bernie kind of using the, the same platform that Rand Paul used? Sanders is a socialist. He's a communist. That is that is that's uh, what is 180 degrees away from uh, being a libertarian. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait Why? Okay, I guess I I'm I'm a little on the on the naive side. So you know, help me here a little bit. Why is it that if you're a socialist, you're automatically branded to be a communist? What is that? So what's the difference between socialism and communism? Uh, the people that's running it. And what's the difference? <laughs> because usually they're, they're dictators. So yeah. Bernie, Bernie not trying to be a dictator. If you're a socialist, that's the first step and the last step towards being a communist. He wants to centralize. But aren't we? But aren't we um, now, say we 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 kind of um yeah, well, very much a socialist state. We're a state. Everybody's right? yeah, yeah, and we have to get away from it. The uh, socialist wants the government, industry, everything you do to be controlled by the government. Mm-hmm. You want? Does everybody want to be uh, have their lives controlled by the government? I don't. Yeah, you don't, but it is. No, you still have the freedom to uh, pursue any type of job you want. You can quit if you want to. You can go to any college that you want to if you can get in. If you're under the socialist type of philosophy, they will decide everything for you. Yeah, but everything's free, right? (laughs) 
if you call it freedom, uh, free, and you still got to pay taxes, you think they're not going to charge you anything? No, I mean, if you look at it, you're going to pay taxes regardless. So, I mean, if, if you go to school for free, why not? If you're going to school for free to, to be assigned a job that you don't want and to do everything that the uh, Central Committee wants from the time you're one second old, you uh-huh. know, you can have it, not me. Well, the majority of Americans working in jobs they don't want to be at now. So, I mean, it was, it was not the same thing. They they chose the jobs. If they didn't like it, they can quit. They can choose another job, go choose to become an entrepreneur or be a beach bum and do anything else that they want or what their um, okay, qualifications. So, okay, yeah. so they quit the job, then they go and get on, uh, um, um, uh, uh, what you call it, welfare, Medicaid, and all that good stuff. So, once again, they're, they're, they're still living off the government, right? But they have choices now. They won't have choices under socialism or communism. But do you really think Bernie Bernie is really trying to be Of course he is. If you're a socialist, if you're an avowed socialist, uh-huh. you want everything to be dictated by the government. And that includes everything. What movies you see, what you can write, what you can read, what you can listen to, censorship. What jobs are are available for you? Everything uh, is dictated by the government. I think that's just part of the conditioning that we we we've been taught to um, um, expect from socialism. I think there may actually be a a a a, a, a gray area somewhere in there that yeah. we can possibly where is it? has that gray area. I mean, practicing real socialism. Cuba doesn't have it. Russia doesn't have it. And anybody that does so-called have it, they're practicing capitalism. They're not practicing socialism. China turned its economy around 30 years ago by going towards a capitalistic philosophy. Mm -hmm. But they still have some form of socialism, right? Because they can, yeah. They They have a form of socialism, but it's a communist party which dictates what's going on in China. It dictates uh-huh. what's going on in Russia. It dictates what's going on in Cuba. Um, if you, if everybody wants it, go for it. But don't don't fool yourselves into thinking that you're going to have freedom. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, John from Louisiana, what you got for me, man? I know you got uh, some. Well, uh, by looking at all the agendas and bills that have been passed, I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen in the election. What's okay. going to happen is uh, Trump, he will win the uh, GOP uh, nomination. Uh-huh. And from there, you'll see a lot of mud swinging. Uh, right up to November, you're going to see to where is this going to become to who's going to vote for the least desirable. Now, at the end of November, Hillary Clinton is going to win. The further the agenda. Now, from there, when the transition from Obama to Clinton, Obama will probably always going to become the uh, Secretary General of the United Nations, and then mm. thus the uh, the agenda pushes forth for climate change and to erase borders. And I think Trump is just in there as a puppet to divide the GOP, so make way for Hillary Clinton to get in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all rigged up. You can even look up. Uh, I was last night. I was looking up uh, Clinton Eugene Curtis. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh, he's, he's down from here, home state, right? uh, Florida. 
and uh-huh. uh, he was, uh, uh, I don't know, a whistleblower, or, you know, somebody indirectly coming out of the government, telling you how it works, that the system is rigged electronically. But mm. that's my two cents on it. I really think that Hillary Clinton, she's going to win. And I mm. think Obama will be the next Secretary General of the United Nations. Hmm. That's interesting. That, that That's very interesting. Well, don't forget, I, I, hey, don't forget that once she's president and he's secretary general, she's going to be his mule and do everything she tells him to do. And once uh, she replaces the next nominee, I mean the next uh, Supreme Court justice, it won't be long until you see Thomas Clarence get out there, too. It won't, probably won't be long after that until you see all these Supreme Court justices uh, pretty much on the left side. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That's that's a very very interesting. interesting. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I you know that that's that's a facet I, I that never really crossed my mind. The, the taking it all the way to the UN and wow. But when you say agenda, what agenda are you talking about? Uh, the agenda is through 2030. You can look up uh, Obama's old speech in September, last September. Now, uh-huh. in the first um, 10 to 15 minutes, Obama smirked and said um, that he is, uh, uh, he'll be in long before he's out of presidency. And he said, not only for America, but for the rest of the world. It's like the first 10 or 15 minutes to speech to the U.N. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, President, I mean, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and uh, Michelle Bachman, uh, they have been blocked. They, they said that they're going to try to block him being the next uh, Secretary General of the United Nations. So there's several, several Arab um, leaders over there that are trying to do the same thing. You can look that up as well, as, as well as Michelle Bachman. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's, 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 uh, agenda 2030, pretty much Agenda 21. Uh, just spread out to 2030, huh? Okay. Let me bring um, my dear friend. See, this right up. Uh, oh, I'm ready for this. Let me bring my dear, dear friend. Sister Ngoni, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hi, Mr. Talk. I'm doing good, and you? I'm doing good as well. Uh, hi, Joe and John. Hey, I just have two quick points. First, I want to address John. John, mm-hmm. you're a genius. Hillary was selected already at the Bilderberg Group. And remember, during Obama's first term, he already sat at the head of the general council at the U.N. because there was a whole lot of flack about it that under the Constitution, a United States president is not supposed to sit on a foreign body. So I think John is right on point. And um, I want to secondly address the socialism with Bernie Sanders. I witnessed how socialism worked when I lived in Ghana. Uh, Often... There was um, a man that used to walk past my house and would stop and talk to me, and um, he hadn't been paid in over a month. So under socialism, oftentimes the government doesn't have the money, and the workers, as Joe said, are assigned their job, and if they don't have the money to pay, well, you just don't get paid till they get the money. Wow. Also, my ex-husband, my second husband, who was born in Senegal, under a socialist um, society, he said when he was growing up that the government slotted children 
to go to school and study certain things based on what they saw that they needed, you know, as far as their general economy in their efforts to develop their country. That were, You know, they put people where they needed them. So he wanted to be a pilot, but he wasn't able to because he wasn't, you know, he had to do what the government allowed him to do. Then after he went to college at the Sorbonne in Paris, he went back to Senegal. There wasn't any jobs, so he had to leave the country and go to another country to get a job as the manager of a hotel. They had a coup, and then <laughs> he came back to his home. Oh, you don't want to be in the socialist regime. I agree with you, Joe. <laughs> yep, that's it. Wow. So basically, what you're saying is, uh, Bernie is is going to just completely use just a completely socialist platform. And, and no, I'm not saying anything about Bernie because the, whoever they put in the uh, um, over office, like John just said, is going to follow orders. They're just window dressing to keep all the. Sheeple thinking that they have a voice in what's going on, and then they'll go back and watch TV until the next circus four years later, if they decide to even bother to have any after this, because they're pretty close to uh, their agenda, uh, you know, for how they want to... Uh, Global domination. Yeah. Well, Thank you. Uh, yeah, they're take, very... Uh, why don't you take a look at what uh, Donald Trump said? Donald Trump said that once the debt ceiling goes past $24 trillion, it's over with. There's no coming back. Once Obama leaves out of office, it will be close to 21 to $22 trillion. We don't really know, but this last year he increased it $600 extra billion from the $1.2 trillion. Mm-hmm. Now, during the, uh, the Bush years, George W. Bush years, they were only increasing it by $380 billion to $480 billion. It's been rising. It's been increasing faster. So next year, you will probably see it increase by over $2 trillion, the, the norm. So it'll be real fast. I mean, he'll be – I think that as soon as she's in there, it won't take long at all. I mean, she's such a horrible, despicable person, a liar, you know, to the old degree. And that's who they're going to put in there, you know, a, a traitor. You know, somebody that has no soul or anything, and they're going to put her in there because she's a lowlife and she'll, she doesn't mind selling her country out. Well, you know, I also want to remind you that the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of the Treasury are paid by the IMF. Oh. Oh, yeah. So they're already under United Nations. Well, if you really because- take a look at that, the IMF, look at all the people that um, – you know, the mingle around the president there, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, sinners, you thought that you were on your side. I mean, it, it's just obvious. It, I mean, it's a, it's something much bigger than what people actually anticipate. I mean, it, the, the, the plan, the blueprint has already been set in stone. And what you're seeing now is nothing but scripted play acting. They have to make it seem as though it's being done legitimately. Absolutely, and let me remind you, John, and other listeners, do you remember when Hillary went to the United Nations to file a complaint against the governor of Arizona for human rights violations? Yeah, yeah. Up there about the immigration? Yeah. 
Now, why don't you ask yourself, why would she go to the United Nations? That goes to show you the country's already lost its sovereignty. Now, it may be able to be gained back if they clean house, but their agenda is moving forward. Obama wrote executive orders. There's a 100-mile border all the way around North America. Florida, the whole state is uh, included in that uh, corridor where it says uh, no constitution zone. And then he wrote an executive order handing over uh, all the waters around the North American continent to control of the United Nations. So he wrote that executive order, giving him um, the ability to take control of food, all commodities used by humans and animals, transportation, uh, land, all of that. So Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, which was the orders that was brought over here by Pope Francis, who is a military uh, Jesuit, not a religious person. The Order of Jesus has never been a religious Organization has always been a military organization, so it's yeah. on, like he said. So, I'm kind of wondering what's in all these uh, uh, vaccines and stuff like that. They're forcing everybody to take it, like in California and stuff. I mean, in my craziest fantasies, I kind of look, kind of look into the future and say, well, man, they could be using biological weapons to drop certain people dead, you know, to make it more easier uh, to control the masses. Because, you know, once the dollar crashes, everybody will be going out in the country, and they're not going to allow that. It, it's, I'm pretty much, I think that biological weapons will be used in the U.S. by some form. Biological weapons have always been used in some form. They gave smallpox to the Indians yeah. in blankets. They've but been you spraying know that, black that, yeah, for yeah. I don't know how many decades, and the chemtrails, they're delivering milk. The poor, yeah. they're delivering milk. Excuse me. They're delivering milk to poor neighborhoods and mostly uh, um, melanated people's uh, neighborhoods that are located close to these leaking nuclear plants. Uh, Lorraine Loray documented that, a scientist. Mm. Well, and not only are they using biological weapons, um, they're using the electronic weapons, too. Well, all you I know? can say is... It's our control. I mean, you could jump on any bandwagon you want, but you're under an illusion. Best bet is just prepare yourself to whatever's going to happen, and whatever happens, happens. But me personally, in my, own, my religious beliefs, uh, I think the, the good news is that the Christ is coming, the second coming is not too far away. But you just got to be... You have to listen to who, what's, who's saying and what. Who represents themselves. There'll be false messiahs, false prophets, false teachers. And they will confuse the word or just totally deny it. And I, I see this as not just agenda, but also, you know, I mean, biblical as well. I mean, that's pretty much how I'm coming from it, but I'll just listen to y'all talk from here. All right. Well, and anyway, uh, you've got your religious uh, premise. Angoni's got hers. And, you know, I don't have any religious premise. I didn't say anything about religion, Joe. Don't put that on me. Angoni, I didn't mention you with religion. I said John. I said John has his religious premise. And then you called my name right then, after Yeah, then I called your name. Not with regards to the religious premise. I said you have yours. Well, I said, what is, well, I just want to clarify, I don't have a religious one, that's all. No problem. Okay. And then I've got mine, which is um, 
the new world order is the same as the old world order. Anybody who's in control of their particular government, they um, they're psychopaths. Especially if they stay there for a long time, they want to expand their particular country's um, territories. So they want to go out and conquer other worlds and conquer other countries. And I think we have a few years left before we get you know all wrapped up under the uh, under the umbrella of the new world order. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Eric, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I'm looking in my chat room. I got a guest, SRBG, say, listening to you guys sounds like America is the world godfather and the rest of the world is just watching you guys are jokes. Okay. okay. Well, I, I've i said this before, and, I, you know, I get lambasted every time I say it by Mr. Michigan. But that's okay. It's just my opinion that what happens here is going to determine the quality of life for the rest of the planet. Not that the other part of the planet doesn't have any uh, power to do things, but the reason I say that is I'm talking about the quality of life. Uh, you know, I know there are other parts of the world that are working together. Like, for instance, I think it's good things going on, like uh, the Silk Road uh, is started, is reopened. They built a fast train from Moscow to Beijing, Moscow to, it starts in, I think it starts in Beijing and goes to some part of the Middle East, but I don't remember the the uh, city, and that's just the beginning. Egypt has given some land so that Russia can protect uh, the opening to the Red Sea and also Djibouti, they, uh, Russia has a base there where they're protecting the uh you know that trade route that's the old silk route that China had for thousands of years ago so they have a plan for a new world economy so I'm not saying that America's the world but because so many different diverse people are here and because they got uh so many guns here I, I think the big fight is going to happen here is what I mean and if we lose the fight I think that it's going to impact a large part of the world uh, as far as their quality of life for a long time. I'm complete. Okay. Until the next time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did Joe say? I said until the next time. Um, let's see. Blues Unchained in the chat room said the Silk Road path is determined by geography. Okay. Uh, we lost John, but let me bring Maze into the conversation. All Can right, I ask Joe a question real quick? Go ahead. What do you mean by until the next time? Are you just saying that it's been going on for thousands of years? You said you're complete. And then I asked permission to ask the question. And Mr. Talk said, okay. You if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Every freaking time you come on the show, do you always have to argue with everybody, anybody, about everything? I'm just, I just asked you a question. No, now, no how you just asked me a question now in an argument in this way. And I'm asking question. you, do you always, always, always? Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He just asked a question, Joe. Oh, <laughs> well, just it asked a question. It wasn't in I just argument. asked a question. If you, you, you know, I wasn't arguing. You've got to have, you, anytime anybody else says something else, you got to come back, and then you have to make sure. Well, I just got to clarify myself. Okay, I'm done now. I don't always do anything, and you're you a liar. Always. Wait a minute. Always, wait, wait. Hold on. Always. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
Hold on. You know, isn't it a good thing to clarify what you mean so there would be no nothing would be taken out of context? So we went through this stuff but then in Monday, in fact, remember? So it is by yourself. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Maze. You have the floor. Hello? Hello? Oh, the question is who you gonna vote for or who you not gonna vote for? Uh huh. None of them. None of them? Nope. Why not? There's nothing to vote for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean that that's that's so I mean, when it comes to when it comes when it comes to the president. Anything else um underneath that I will be voting. Okay, so why why not? Why not the presidency? Well, I mean, because what reason? Because the socialist country got more than this country got, and anybody doing that try to help send it over, over to the socialist country, they can build themselves up, and this one is falling down. Okay, you need to say that again slowly, because you you put all socialist countries have better things than this one has, because everything that used to be here. Is in the socialist countries, which they're having fun and doing good things and making money. And this one is falling down from infrastructure. Uh-huh. Over there, they're building. Over here, they're just looking at it. Okay. Am I right or wrong? I don't know. <laughs> so I really uh-huh. got a train. Uh, I really got one of the fastest trains that America don't even have. And they're building up. In Africa, and they're building up in Germany, but they're not doing this thing for here. Well, you know, it, well, you, you you do know in Africa, China has a lot to do with mm-hmm. uh, with with the building up in over there. China has it's a whole for China, over there. It's only for China. They they employ their own workers to take out the natural resources and bring it back to China. No, they're not. They're not. No, they've been trade with Africa for a long time, and they pay their bills, unlike some other people that just go in and take what they want. So China, other than that, other than what you've said, there's no way that China's over there with their own workers taking the natural resources and bringing them back to China. So there's none of that going on. They're paying for their trading, Joe. I know what you said, but I'm also saying to you, other than the trading, they're not also um, importing their own workers to take their, uh, the resources out and bring it back to China. So that's not I think happening, that's, in addition I, to the trade. I think that's a myth perpetuated by Anglo-Saxons because that's what they've been doing, and now they can't just walk in and take what they want. So they want to paint China to be doing the same thing that they've been doing for 500 years. No, Joe, I don't think that's what's going on. You don't think on. that's happening. So the articles no, that you read that you like, you believe they have credibility, but the other articles, which are written probably in the same newspapers, they don't have credibility. Why not? Those are your words. I didn't say that, so don't put words in my mouth. And I didn't call here to argue. I was sincerely wanting to ask you a question to understand what you meant. So I, I didn't come here to argue, so don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say that. Those didn't are your words. I not put words in your mouth. I'm asking you a question. Did? When somebody says so, what talking about articles, is, I didn't say anything about any articles. I don't even know what articles you're talking about. So where are you getting your information from? You made a statement. You said China. You asked me if I didn't think China was sending their workers in to take out right. resources from Africa. Right. I said 
trading. And then you asked me again, and I said, I think that's a myth that's perpetuated by Anglo-Saxons who've been doing the very thing you're accusing China of doing, walking in and taking what they want out of Africa, and they can't do it anymore, so they want to paint China as racist, thieves, land grabbers, because that's what the other folks have been doing for so long. That's what I think. Okay, that's what you think. Opinion. I didn't get that out of no article. I got that out of living life and watching living it. Life. So you know what China's doing. No, I didn't say I know anything. I said that's just my opinion. Your opinion. Not, so your opinion is formulated based upon your living life and your opinion Now, see, you want to argue. I, I, I'm done. I didn't call here to argue. You're okay. the one who wants an argument today. I'm in a good mood. I'm going to stay at Wood, okay? All right. And so you still believe that it's a myth? I've already made my statement. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay. Um, interesting. Well, China is setting up its first military base, you know, in Africa, which is interesting. You know, uh, signed with a 10-year lease agreement with Djibouti. Yeah, to build a logistical hub. So that's, I don't know. That's to protect Silk Road, Mr. Talk, I mentioned. Huh? That's to protect the Silk Road. They already got a fast train that's going from Beijing, and I forget the other city that it arrives. It's somewhere in the Middle East, I believe it is. Um I, I don't know if it's – and they have plans to extend it to Egypt, and that's the reason why Egypt gave uh, Russia four acres of land near the Red Sea, so they have to set up military bases to protect their trade routes. You see what they're doing to Gazprom. That's why they're bombing Yemen. Mm. So that's why they want a, a military base in Djibouti, because uh-huh. they have plans to make that train go all the way to Egypt. The Silk bombing. Road, it's a trade route. Who's bombing Yemen? It's an trade route that they're re- reintroducing. Oh, okay. All right. Who's bombing uh, Yemen? And then don't forget about, Mr. Talk, AFRICOM's crawling all over Africa. They've been over there ever since they put Obama up in the White House and before. Over there with, uh, what you call it, uh, what they call them, advisors, training the uh, African young men and getting them right. ready to up some trouble so they can kill each other off. Huh. Who who is bombing Yemen? Saudi Arabia is bombing Yemen. Saudi They're using Arabia many news. Yeah. <clears throat> Been at okay. war for a civil war for the last four years, Joe. Yeah, okay. Didn't know that. Fill the people's oil over there. Mm. And Blackwater just pulled out. They've been tearing their binds up so bad, they're killing them two and three hundred at a time. They went over to Iran to get uh, find out how to make rockets, and so they, they've been tearing up Blackwater so bad. Blackwater just pulled out last week. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. I see what you're saying now. Um. Let's see. There's a railroad that's going to be running from Mombasa to Nairobi, and we're eventually extend eventually to Uganda, Rwanda, mm-hmm. and South Sudan. Oh, and there's okay. already one that already started. It, 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 already done. Say what, May? Already done and working. <laughs> your, your phone isn't clear, May. And uh, and it's a person. 
ain't getting away doing great compared to America. Maybe your phone your phone clarity isn't clear. I said they're doing great compared to America. We still running with the old trains on the nineteen thirties. Tracks and everything. Uh huh. Okay. Wow. This is this is very interesting. So let's let's go back to here and, and, and our little piece of action or, or whatever we want to call it, our our play that we have going on. So if that's the case, then why why are we even going through all this? Why why are we even pretending as though? Uh, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm a lost. What are you I'm talking about? The election? Yeah, the election. Why are we pretending right now? We have to keep the people in line, make the people think that they actually have some sort of choice um, of their so-called representatives and, and their belief that the government will provide for them and protect them. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's been a dog and pony show, and nothing but smoke and mirrors for decades. You know, but Mays did bring up a good point. If, you know, you take a look at at countries that, that do, you know, utilize some of the socialist um, ideology, you know, and they are seem to be thriving pretty good, you know, would it be so bad to implement some of, uh, some of what, the principles? Okay. Now, when people say that, they usually point to Denmark and Norway or Sweden. Uh-huh. And I think Denmark has said one of those three has said recently they're going to try to give up their socialist um, uh, governmental philosophy. They have a 75% income tax rate. So, again, if people want to, if they think that socialism is such a great idea, they can always point to any country around the world, and they'll see, like just like France has gone socialism now that Holland is there, he's got a 75% income tax rate. And that's not on the rich. That's on everybody from what I understand. So, it's, well, people have to visit, I guess, other countries to really see it, but socialism is not the, uh, all that it's cracked up to be. No, it's only what... Go ahead, go ahead, man. It's only what people indoctrinate you to want it to be. If you haven't been, if you haven't lived with a socialist, you don't know what it is. If you haven't been in a country where it is, you don't understand it. You won't sit back and sit on, like, them loony meet people. Like uh, Kat and tell her to call in since she always thinking about somebody being so smart. Only smart people talk. But anyway, so, and then you get this, how you put it? If you get a day without the news and the people telling you how you're supposed to think and what you're supposed to do is win a whole lot of lost people. So, so what, uh, socialist country do you think, what country do you think is a, is a leading example of a socialist country that we should adopt? Who you asking? Okay. Go ahead. He said, what country? Can you hear me? Go ahead and ask your question again, Joe. Okay. What country, which is socialist, do you think would be a prime example that America should adopt? Should adapt? uh, Yeah, should adopt. What country? Yeah. Um, Let me see what country is doing so well. I got here. All America's kids. Most of them, you can say Germany, you can say Turkey, 
You can say a whole lot of different places. Germany is socialist? What? Germany is a socialist country? Some of it is. Well, some of it is. I know. Okay. One particular country, since socialism is such a great philosophy that people want to aspire to, what particular country? Having having an up-to-date rail system is one thing. Having a what? Up-to-date rail system so you can get around. Not on the track that would be in the 30s. That's what the socialists still have. That's what it seems like. It's the opposite of what we hear. Associates don't have things like that. They got to stay behind time and never never come up with anything up to date. I give you a good example of one that was doing pretty good. I don't think it'll work here. I'm not taking my word back. I don't think it'll work here because this is not a homogenous um, society and because there's too much corruption. But Libya was a good example. What Gaddafi was doing over there. Those people. Um, were living very good until they got bombed back into the Stone Age. Uh, they had benefits from the oil um, profits, and they also had their own property. You know, they owned their properties, whether that was an apartment or not. They had socialized right. medicine. Um, and you uh, if they, they had the from the government, needed right? uh, a, a medical procedure that they didn't have the uh, capability to do there, the government would provide for them to go to uh, the United Kingdom to get surgery or whatever. So that was a good example. And one last thing, I found my note that Silk Road train ran from Beijing to Tehran. Oh wow! It's already okay. open. They already made a trip there, and and like you said, it's they have plans to extend it all the way where you already commented. But, but, but Joe, you can look at you because they got the best medical system that they got in the world. No, they don't. They just yes, proved they that Michael Moore documentary. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They have the university. Okay, you, can have kids, you have kids coming from here going over there to go to school for free. Yeah, and people are going from Not here to Canada and people are going from Canada to here. It all depends upon the situation. And just because the pills over in Cuba are cheaper than over here doesn't mean they have the best um, health care. If you say, I didn't say health care, I said medical system. I did not say health care. Oh, for God's sake. All right, tomato, tomato. <laughs> you get confused. Okay. All right. Let me bring, let okay. me bring a person to oh, the yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, let me bring uh, Michigan in. Michigan, what's going on, man? What's going on, fam? Uh, mm. uh, what's going on, y'all? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know there's kind of some different definitions of socialism. Uh, I would say, uh, got a little noise. I don't. I don't think that the government should control the means of uh, production um, in the private sector. I do believe that uh, the government. I, I, I don't believe that a man should be able to own as much land as he wants to. So. I think, you know, you probably need to mix it up a little bit, a little bit of socialism, a little bit of capitalism, like a mixed economy. Uh-huh. But, you know. but if you listen to what Bernie Sanders is saying, basically that is what he's saying, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. You I'm know, saying that, everything but, is free, which is a socialist uh, philosophy. So who's going to pay for it? Well, let's soak the rich. No, the rich isn't going to be the only ones that are paying for it. Everybody's taxes have gone up. So, you know, people think that, well, you know, you got everything. You're not getting everything. You're not paying for it out of your pocket at the time. 
but you get the bill from the IRS later on. Or you have inflation because every country has a central bank of almost every country. That's another thing Libya didn't have was a central bank. It's another reason why they took them out. Um, if you have a central bank, then you have debt-founded uh, um, debt uh, money, which means taxes to pay the interest. The interest will never be paid off. The taxes will, will forever grow, and that's as a result of socialism. Well, you figure like uh, uh, Social Security. You know, if if, if it didn't have the, um, I don't know, the corruption part to it, um, it, that particular program is wouldn't that fall under like a socialist type program? Yeah, yeah it is. Um, it is social um, Medicare, Medicaid, all of that is socialism. Yeah, well, how is it socialist when you have to pay? They withhold money from your paycheck the whole time you're working. That's not a handout or entitlement. You have to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't pay in as much as what you get out. I didn't say you still pay. So that's not that's not a handout. You still pay. So I don't see how that could fall under socialism. Well, here's how I'm going to see if I can explain it to you. You said because. It's still paying. If you're paying in a dollar and you're getting a hundred dollars back, somebody else is paying for the ninety nine dollars that you're getting back. Just like paying That's in the Anything else? You're paying, you're paying. And if you don't pay, what do you get? If you don't pay, you have other choices. You can also okay. you can you can well um, not this economy, not Queen's economy. That's not fair, when you come to talk about uh, Social Security, it's not fair because everybody didn't pay into the system, but they worked, and they didn't get the opportunity to pay yeah. in. They were working for 25 cents to 50 cents an hour, and they couldn't oh, pay yeah, in. But they still well, okay. <laughs> so that's why it should be that way. Well, and under a socialist economy, you're going to be working for a lot less and get a lot less back in so terms they were of the general economy. Because so they were made to go back and pay those people their Social Security, but when they didn't take it out on them, they might be paying some big money. Hmm. What about if you just go over to a socialist country and see how they like it? Well, well, I think it might work some places. It depends on the state of the development or underdevelopment of the nation. It's probably a stage that may be needed in order for to, to industrialize or to build up their economy. But here in America, I definitely don't think it'll work because, like I said, it's not a homogenous society and it's too diverse and too corrupt. You know, uh, uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing right there, corruption. <laughs> corruption. You know, uh, you know, how do you get around the corruption? Now, corruption. Yeah, okay. I, would, I would agree. You know, I believe any type of I think social structure could work, and uh, it really depends on you know the morality of the individuals within the you know the society. So I would agree. Socialism may work if you, you know, if we weren't so screwed up, you know. <laughs> um, um, there was an article in the Washington Post. Um, it says, as Matt Bruning of Demos Demos notes, a socialist com- socialist countries such as those in the Nordic region are far outpacing the United States in terms of productivity. In other words, the amount that each worker in those countries produces in a given amount of time has improved more in those countries than it has here. And which proves what? Uh, huh? Which proves what? 
that the uh, that this guy is saying some form of socialism can actually work. No, can. I'm just saying that productivity is up, which yeah, also and, and, proves, proves up, which also means nothing. So productivity is up. If you're got a 75% tax rate, as they have over, I forget which one of the three, uh, Denmark, Norway, or Sweden, one of them, then 75% of your money is being going back to the um, uh, to the government. Mm-hmm. So you're basically working for nothing. Mm. Holland, the guy, uh, the premier of France, although was it the president? I think it's the president of France. When he got in, people wanted him in there because of his socialist leanings. They're paying 75% tax. How are you going to live on 75% tax? We're working for nothing because we, 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 they hand us promissory notes. So we're working for nothing over here, too. <laughs> and the bad thing about it is over here, at least, um, you know, the society, is their needs are being taken care of, like in Canada. Uh, but over here, there's a big gap between it's so stratified you know basically it's a caste system over here i mean this is a country that the government made a statement to the world that uh, uh, uh water is not a human right so i mean go figure hmm. you know but if, if you live among civilized people who know water is a human right and everybody has a right to uh, a life and you know and peace and to be left alone and if they want to uh, share their resources so everybody has what they need uh, to some degree where you have a uh, ability to live a decent life and you don't have to steal or rob or sell drugs, but then we don't have to worry about selling drugs here because we know the government does all that. Okay, uh, so I don't I don't think anything wrong with it. If, if if the cost of living was adjusted so that your needs are met, now, I, I, I wouldn't like to see it inhibiting anyone that was ambitious that, you know, wanted to or had creativity or innovation and all that, I, I wouldn't like to see that stifled in a society. I don't know how that would work, but I'm looking at the general welfare of the general population. That's why I think it has to be a homogenous society. It can't be a diverse group like with all these crazy stereotypes and, and, and you know, things that we have going on over here. Mm. Wow. Okay. Huh, interesting. You know, also in this article it says, much of the U.S. agricultural sector is run on principle that could be described as socialist too, you know, until a recent Supreme Court decision. Uh, for example, the federal government controlled the prices, the prices for raisins. State and regional boards across most of the country regulate the price of milk. Similar controls are common for other crops as well. So can it be said that maybe we already are... are um, um, this country is. We're under the thumb of some part of socialism, such as the regulations yeah. of the farm. That's not yeah. a good thing. It's well, not you can definitely, market. you it's can good. definitely say it's socialism for the upper upper crust, uh, with their bailouts and subsidies. Absolutely, if you're going to put it the definition that way. For the rich, yeah. only only over here we've been brainwashed to call it free enterprise. It's free enterprise if you're rich. If you're not, it's clock in, clock out, and get your promissory note. <laughs> Boy, we all people who really uh, like capitalism and the free enterprise system don't agree, never agree with the bailouts. 
But the problem, I think, is the fact that there's no values in this society that says we care for each other. We are all Americans, regardless of what you look like or what gender you are, that we're all deserving of having a certain quality of life. Uh, but that's missing in this society. You know, it's uh, have a, uh, how do you say it, a body of people that you keep in your profit, for-profit prisons, so you got to have a bunch of unemployed poor people to keep running through your court system so you can keep getting the profits for the CCA private profit-run prisons. And then you got your middle class who always talks about the middle class and middle class, and they don't want to make sure the poor don't get up the wrong because they got to have workers for their little private enterprises. So mm-hmm. that, that's the problem is dog-eat-dog in America. It's the value is not here. That's why socialism wouldn't work. I'm done. Okay. Is everybody for themselves? We're here. I'm sorry. I said I'll. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Anybody want to add to that? Well, you can go to any other country. It's the same thing. Over in England, I mean, in India, there's a caste system. Over in England, there's um, a class system. Any country you go to, it's dog, dog eat dog. You go over to, uh, to Africa, there was the war in Rwanda. Yeah, it was all trained in 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 the Western schools. The ones that the leaders that they prop up over there to do their bidding was all trained in Harvard, <laughs> in, in, in in Stanford, in, in, in the Sorbonne, so in Paris, and then they send them back over there and put them prop them up. And that's their little puppet regime. And so when they want to have a war, then they you know they're in NATO and then and they do what they're told. That's what that's all about. We're talking about uh, people uh, caring for each other, not puppet regimes that's dictated and dominated by uh, the United States, which wants to run the world and is running the world pretty much. And when you have those um, puppet regimes, the, the people could have um, could organize against them, but I don't know if they have. Oh, well, don't forget about uh, how they ran, how they run everybody that tries to do anything for the people. They run them out. Let's go and look at Haiti, who is paying France reparations. How about that? And what was his name that they ran out of Haiti that was trying to organize the society for the benefit of the people, just like Gaddafi was doing and, and like Saddam Hussein was doing, who was trained by the CIA and was the U.S. Puppet, and when he decided, well, you know what? I've been around for a while. I'm tired of taking orders from these jokers. I, I'm going to do what I want to do. Oops! Time to kill him. That's how that works. Hmm. Wow. All righty then. <laughs> when the people in Iraq didn't particularly care to be under uh, Hussein's thumb, but they will myth. say that when uh, Americans uh, were know, in there, they had that's a that's a myth. That Told us to get the war started, Joe. Then people was doing just fine over there until they, we, uh, the United States went over there and bombed them back in the Stone Age. Women was doctors. They didn't have to wear burqas. They was driving. Everything was fine until the United States went over there to liberate them. To liberate them. When they, when they got accused, they got their hands chopped off without a trial. That wasn't uh, in... in uh, that wasn't right. That, uh, Saddam Hussein was not under... How do you say the word, Mr. Talk? Sharia law. Oh, Sharia law. Sharia. Saying was that he they were he was not. They did not have Sharia law in. So uh, still chopped off fingers of people who were accused of um, of theft. There's a video up there now, unless you want to say a lot of videos when you they got videos of people's heads getting chopped off, but you don't see no blood spurting out. How about that? 
<laughs> well, I haven't seen those videos of no blood spurt now, but well, I, I have. I have. I have. Yeah, I'm still working on making one, just to show it can be done. But you know what? Let me go back for a moment, though. You know, uh, and Sister Ngoni, she has a great point. Now, being someone who has who spent buku time in that region, in that country, uh, 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 look. I'm telling you, those folk were fine until we decided to go over there and and liberate them, as it was said. You know, um, a lot of my fellow military, my soldier friends would say the same thing. You know, those folk were they just happy. You know, that the ones that 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 had been to the Western country and they've been to the United States, got educated, came back, they walked around just like we do, you know, jeans, shirts, or whatever. Then you had the ones that, you know, the, 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 that, the traditional, traditional right, you know, they wore their, their traditional gear, and everybody was getting along. Then you had the better ones that live out in the desert, they didn't care, you know, they got their camels and their tents, and they're happy. They were happy. Mm-hmm. We go over there, we go over there talking about liberating them, now they don't, they, you know, no water, no lights. You know, we we destroying neighborhoods and carrying on. But yeah, we don't forget do, the cancer but, that um, the the blue uranium is doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think sometimes you you do have to look at that. You know, and, and that goes back to what we we said quite often on the show. You know, we, we've been conditioned to believe so much nonsense that. Once uh, something different is presented to us, we're quickly we're quick to um, dismiss it as no something wrong with that. But sometimes we do, maybe we do need to sit back and say, well, just maybe, you know, just maybe. They said they were better off than before the American military went in there. But Hussein was a dictator. He was not as benign a dictator as Gaddafi was. Gaddafi was but, the kind of dictator that gave his people. He um he spread his wealth around. But if the, the people thing. countries want a dictator, what business is it of the United States? And it's a shame that they have the arrogance and to think that they have the right to go and destroy people's societies because they think that the only way to live is by their ideology. I mean that's just sickening. True, and did you think that that's what I was saying? No, no, oh, I'm just okay. saying that's what they do. What? That's <laughs> what they do. That's what this is all about. They want everybody, the 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 countries that they targeted to take down within five years, the seven Middle Eastern countries, none of them at the time were plugged into the World Bank. That's what that was all about, because under Islam, they don't believe in usury. And so they can't pile up the debt if you don't believe in usury. They don't. It's against their religion. It's against Islam. That's what that's all about. And capitalism only works if it's expanding and opening new markets. So under the guise of having dictators here, there, and the other place, which really they want to go and open up markets. So they destroy your society so they can have their contractors come in and rebuild it. Well, they just opened up a new market, didn't they? Hmm. <laughs> that's not because of uh, capitalism per se. Right? That's because of expansionism, of imperialism, of the American government. No, that's capitalism. That's, that's how it works. Uh, look, listen. My ancestors was the first commodity of capitalism. I think I know a little something about it. I work too, Joe. In what? 
You're going to say because yep. your ancestors somehow came out of capitalism that you know you all about what capitalism is all about? Commodity sold on Wall Street. And? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's how it works. You know, they open up markets. And that's the reason why they got all these refugees, economic refugees, running all over the world now. That's for capitalism, too, for capitalism. That's because of the global, no. that's because of the global banksters. They want to take control of the world. And instead of invading countries via tanks and uh, nuclear missiles, they're putting the refugees in these countries. Well, it's still for capitalism. The banksters mm. operate on capitalism. Okay, crony capitalism is a difference. Capitalism doesn't rely on the government. Capitalism relies on the free market where people can get into voluntary transactions with each other. Well, your theory is correct. However, it's never existed on the North American continent, ever. Mm. So the theory it sounds great. We haven't seen it in practice. While you're tearing everybody else down about their socialism, you ain't never had capitalism either. Mm-hmm. So in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, that wasn't considered capitalism? No, because Prior they had... Uh, 1913, they when, had the, uh, when the Federal Reserve came in, that wasn't considered capitalism? I've had three private central banks in, in this 200 years so-called country has been here. This The Federal the Reserve is the third go-round, not the first. And then in 1910, they snuck to Jekyll Island and put this one, the third one in. I said the 1913 Federal Reserve and the first two were driven out. The second one by well, you the better quit. Back. You better quit while you're here today, Joe. She on you, man. I'm <laughs> on your ass, boy. <laughs> and she right. <laughs> she on you, Joe. You're right, dude. <laughs> in what way? In the central banks? How are you right? What she said? <laughs> you know, you've yeah, never really had free uh, free market capitalism here. Only yeah. on paper. Prior it sounds good. You never had it. You had. Yeah, you never had it. Capitalism. After yeah. 1913, the Federal Reserve with their debt founding you, money. You know, you know the only part of, of free market capitalism you've had here, Joe. Wow. It, it's the it's the preliminary stage where it says. Me and you can start a lemonade stand. If your lemonade is better than mine and people buy yours, you got the market. That's about the... the <laughs> that's, and I don't that's know what Joe's going to say. Because if you're not rich... free market capitalism you got. Yeah, if you're not rich, you're not a capitalist. I don't know what you're whooping mm-hmm. about, Joe. Well, you know what happened then. The other person, if they got more money, they come buy you out. It's just to sell yeah, yours. The person's got money. If they buy me out of my business, I'm making a profit. Uh-huh. Are you? I wouldn't be selling if I wasn't going to make a profit unless I had to um, sell it because I was going bankrupt. But if I was selling it because my business was doing well, and like Google bought up some businesses and spent millions of dollars, and Amazon uh, bought up businesses for millions of dollars, made those people rich. Yeah, and then they're creating a monopoly. So there goes your right, free right. capitalism. There goes your free. You, you, you know what? You know what you don't have. You know what you don't have. You you don't have a you don't have a, a spiritual, uh, so to speak, system that gives you a moral compass, so that you can know where competition and where greed takes over from competition. Mm-hmm. That's, what it That's is. because of, of corruption, as we talked about before. Which one you don't have no and Christianity. And Christianity has not worked for white folk. It hasn't done it. It hasn't made them moral. Christianity hasn't worked for white folk in what way? 
Say well, that again? That's really what you have. What'd you say, Joe? Now, you said Christianity has to work for white folk in what way? It, what it, see, what you, I mean, again, what you don't have, Joe, is where do you draw the line from where you compete when compete competing turns into greed? Hmm. What? What, I'll give you. The, I'll give you. You know what I'm saying? What? What is it? Some? You know, it's, it's, it's got to be some menu or some type of uh, yeah, a spiritual type. Of, okay, yeah, yeah. You, you where? And me, you and me are competing in whatever particular business. You're That's making me. you're making fifty million dollars a year. I'm making two million dollars. My business. Are you? Is your greed so overwhelming that I should petition the government to take? You what? An extra fifteen percent of your uh, of your wealth away from you? Did well, you that? take surplus value from the workers. You taking surplus values from the workers? What about that? What do you mean surplus va- uh, value from the workers? The, the Aren't people they who paid to do what they're paid to do? No, not fairly, because you see, they're, they're creating big profits for a corporation who's making like the millions you just mentioned when you asked. Uh, Mr. Michigan, that question, but see, that's the that, that's the whole point. Mr. Michigan's is, is pointing out that there's no morals because so, you're only okay. I got a business. I have ten workers. Petition between the Let's say but I'm the one considering the impact the on the, the, one the lives. The money. I'm the one to put up the risk, and I'm but, hiring ten employees. So see, as you a did, result of my going around looking for the, the land to uh, to set up the infrastructure. I'm the one who has to settle and negotiate with the banks. I'm the one who has to be responsible for bringing in the customers, otherwise I go bankrupt. And then I pay the employees what he or she and I negotiate. If I put an ad in the paper to pay them thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars a year, and they show up, how am I um, um, taking value away from them? A good way to answer that question is if you've seen the movie Wall Street, you would see all of that played out on the screen. Most of it was underhanded. And it was was an underhanded thing with Martin Sheen was was playing the lead of the the union, the leader of the union. Mr. Michigan was to illustrate the point that there's no moral consideration. Yeah, there's there's no, yeah, yeah, there's no, I mean, well, in Goni, in in other words. It doesn't mean the capitalism by itself. I have a perfect example. You do? Okay. I wish I could hear you, but go ahead. Look at the cable company. You can have cable, you can have cable where you want to, but you got people owning it. But you can't have it in any place you want it. If I got you cross the street for me, we might not even can have the same cable company. Well, if you so don't that's want, my, that's want a cable, you can always go that's to competition. the competition. That's what's called greed. That's called so you can monopolize the whole side of a street in a little corner. Greed is when you're stealing from you. your competition. Not you can because make more you're competing them. That's greed. And not competition. Nah. That's control. Well, how do I control? If I got again, my example is I have ten employees. I'm paying thirty five thousand dollars. Okay, okay. What else am I responsible for? What am I supposed to be responsible for for them? The inspector coming out and then they pay the person, the other one that got the ten thousand dollars. Inspector coming out and always making his place look bad and the other one with the most money and he'll look good. That's hmm. how it happens. So if another company looks good, again, Mrs. Company is doing well, 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 way, way better than me. He's got $50 million in sales. I've got $2 million. I've got 10 employees. They're working for me voluntarily for $35,000 a 
eat. That's three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's my bottom. That's affecting my bottom line. What else am I responsible for? For these people who voluntarily came in, answered the ad, and are responsible for their own lifestyle, their neighborhood, their um, their budget. Now, how am I responsible for them? It's just like I said. You said you had to be responsible. I said the idea. You said you got ten. You got the least amount of money. But then the inspector come and make sure you stay there. You don't, you don't move up. The other person is going up and up and up. You got the same business, but you got less money. Okay. So somebody and educated in the middle, right. educated in the middle to keep you from taking care of your community. How? No, no, no. Take me care of my. I'm not supposed to take That's care of my employees or the community. I'm supposed to take care of myself, and then as a result of being responsible human being, I'm supposed to then have a good neighborhood, a good family good friends, not cause trouble. That's how I'm taking care of my community. What else am I supposed to do to take well, care of my community? What are you taking care of care of your community? When you got these people working for you making this amount of money, and they can't, why can't they take care of their community, too, and you can take well, care of you? What's Who's the difference? Well, see, you, you, but, but, Joe, when, you, when you're living on a planet with, where there's not unlimited resources, in other words, let me, let me try it this way, Joe. If I tell you, how much of a market, let's say you was in the um, oil business. Okay. If I say, Joe, how much of the market do you want? What would be your answer? In the coal business? I would want all of it. That's right. See, that's great. That's the key. See, that's the key but now. Is that, is, that, is, that a, is that a competitive nature or is that a greed nature to want made, 100% say, of the market? Let's say it's, let's say it's a, a greed nature, right? Now, I've got the entire market share of what particular industry, the coal industry. Okay. Now I've got it, and I've got uh, 10,000 employees working for me, and I'm providing a service for my customers. Okay. Now what? How much of it would you want, Mr. Michigan? Uh, How much of it would what'd you, you want? What you say? Of, of the oil company, how much of it would you want? 100% or would you want a percentage? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. No, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I just, I just wouldn't. I, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to answer that. But I just wouldn't. Well, let's say, really let's do. say nobody does. Let's say we. I don't say I don't tell them that's You know what? I wouldn't because there's another group of people out there that needs to share the oil just like I do, and it should be shared. So share the. And oil. I wouldn't be greedy. So they can have a community, and I can have a community, and we then, can work together. Then do it. Don't that's how we should be. Everybody is corruption, but because there's corruption... No, 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 Joe. Yeah, there's something there, brother. There's something there, man. I'm telling you, it's the white, white folk are evil. I'm sorry. <laughs> y'all got something going on, man. ain't right about y'all. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, man. But must be, you, y'all, must y'all ain't quite right, man. Michigan something something there. The camera and see the horns on my forehead. So that's only I can say. You know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know. <laughs> see, behind the camera, you can see him. Yeah, white folk ain't right, man. Some y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. The DNA of human beings on this planet is like that. <laughs> I think you and I agree. If any nationality, including black people, left this planet, went to another planet, found found inhabitants on that planet, and they had resources that those particular space travelers from Earth uh, wanted. Do you honestly believe it, it doesn't matter if they're from Russia, Africa, China, America, Germany, England? Do you think that the first people who got there on that planet, do you think that they would say, 
Okay, let's negotiate with these people. Oh, well, you know, their weapons are far inferior to ours. They can't hurt us. We can hurt them. Do you think there'll be negotiations, or do you think there'll be enslavement? Well, I, I didn't hear the first part of you. Oh, the first part of you. I'm going to say this, though, Joe. I, I think it has a lot to Some of that uh, has to do with what a person has been exposed to. For instance, if a if a person has not had access to a lot of, you know, things, mm-hmm. and it's been scarce for them, you know, they'll tend to be more greedy. That makes sense. Right? When they're not used to having stuff. And I think, you know, white folk have really came from, from, from places where they really have they've not had a lot. I'm not trying to be funny. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I think they've carried that with them around the world. They haven't, they haven't had a lot of agriculture. I mean, just look at where you guys come from. And I think that's there's something in your genetics that's got you effed up, man. I know. Do you, do you ever hear <laughs> And to add insult to injury, they always start history where it's convenient for them. They don't go back and look 10,000 years ago and see what was going on. Yeah, yeah, to the yeah. Spo- to the victors, but you know, go the spoils. But the thing is, is that there it is. There it is. There it is. There it pop up. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I, that was this old time movie. Uh, well, I forget the name of, it, but anyway, it was it was a movie about a group of white people who who have been trapped somewhere and they and they 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 found themselves near some water, right? So once they found the water, you could tell they begin to civilize themselves. Okay, so what happened is one of their white brethren who had found himself, he came out of the same place, and so you know they they brought him in. Um, but he would he would when you see a woman, he'd snatch her, try to rape her. Uh, when they were cooking, he would you know run up and try to stick his hand in the pot. So you know they was working with him because they said, well you know he he's got a problem. He hasn't had a lot. But eventually, what they had to do was to kick his ass out. Because he 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 just wouldn't conform to hey man look we we okay here now you ain't you ain't lacking anything we, we get we got a woman for you right mm-hmm. we got a <laughs> but but he 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 never could get it so they they eventually they put him out and I think that's kind of like the, the the picture of what I'm saying about white folk mm-hmm. it's like they you know mm-hmm. they they've been without so long you know well they, they, yeah, they just, I, I, they I, hold on. Hold on for a minute. All right. Yeah. We got nine minutes and 12 seconds left in live time. So if you want to continue to hear the conversation, uh, you need to get on the lines, 347-838-8622. All right. Because we will be going into overtime. And, uh, yeah, the conversation going to keep going. All right. So go ahead and finish up, Joe. I got two more two more okay. people need to get in the conversation. Mrs. Wright, those people who don't have a lot, yeah, there's always is a you know um, a hole in the soul, and they want to fill it up. The same can be said about people who were born with silver spoons in their mouths, like the psychopaths, the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, etc. The more they have, the more they feel entitled to, and I think it is they who are trying to control the world, as opposed to the um, to the middle class uh, white guy, black guy, Asian guy, who is trying to become rich. So you can you can come from an environment where you've got nothing, or okay. Let me try it this way, Joe. Let's let's go this route. Let's try mm-hmm. this route. Ninety percent of 
all politicians in America are Europeans. It's probably it's probably a little bit more than that, right? Okay. okay. Right. And, and and they say that they're a Christian nation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, when do you see the Christian come out of white folks? In other words, why, why is it never the the Christians that run in the government? Why is it never the Christians that, that run your corporation? Huh? So where, 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 where's all the good white Christians, man? Where they at? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. We're not okay, going down that rabbit hole. All right. No, 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 no. But, Miss Talk, the only reason I brought that up, and then we don't, I, I, what I was trying to get at was back to my original point about what guides Europeans' moral compass. That's, that's my point. They say, you know what I'm saying, that's what religion you know, was supposed to do historically, you know, is to give a person oh, yeah. a, a moral compass. So, yeah. I, I mean, my question is really, if America says it's a Christian nation, where are all the damn, what, where the damn Christians at, man? I can tell you. Mr. Michigan. Mr. Michigan. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay, okay, hold I'm on. sorry. You must remember, you must remember, then I'm going to bring Miss Lady and Mike into the conversation. You must remember from the earliest times, Religion as the power base, and they use that as a way to leverage power. Thus, I know, I know. Okay? And so, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I know that, but I, I, that's why I said Christians. So I was being facetious, right? Yeah. I was being facetious. So, so where is European moral compass? What is it? What do they use? Money. <laughs> now, let me let, let me say, in this time, we shall conquer. Yeah. Uh. Okay, let me bring uh, Miss Lady and Michael into the conversation. Welcome to the show, y'all. How are you doing today? Oh, fine. That's good. Um, good. Yes. Has anybody read the book um, Confessions of an Economic Hitman by John Perkins? It was written in yeah. 2004, 2006. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay, so... So he, there's an article. He was in Greece because they were experiencing a lot of economic fallout um, back in 2014. And he was interviewed. And what he's stating again is that <clears throat> he said, my sin was ripping people off around the world. And so, you know, he wasn't one of many economic hitmen who they seemed like ordinary men who would travel to countries and uh, impose really harsh austerity policies prescribed by the IMF and World Bank as opposed uh, as, as solutions to their economic hardships. But what it was was really what he called a corporatocracy. There are corporations that sent them around the world to go look for resources and and. So like oil, it could be many things like he was saying transportation systems, it could be building infrastructure projects like power plants, it could be like cheap labor. And so basically they would um, talk these countries into signing on to huge debt uh, with the promise that, you know, it was going to help their economy grow, they were going to have jobs for the people, they were going to improve their infrastructure, their, their power, their water, their transportation, but it didn't end up being that way intentionally. 
And so they would go into tremendous of people. Never, the average person never saw the benefits of that. And so um, the country would fall into huge debt, and then they would twist their arms in terms of, you know, how to get out of the debt. And so this, this is just, you know, the scenario that's going on around the world. And he was talking about how Greece, the same thing happened in Greece. However, in some of the countries, it's happening in Europe even. And he said, though, Iceland, they refused to pay back the debt. They said, we're not going to pay it back. Ecuador has a president who has a Ph.D. in economics from the U.S. who understands the system really well. And so um, he's okay. like, we're not going to... He said, we're not going to pay all those debts back. They can't pay it back. And he said that the people didn't create the debt. And he said, maybe the IMF should pay the debt back. Maybe the hunters should pay it back. Maybe the economic hitmen, the corporations should pay it back, but it shouldn't be the people. So he's renegotiating a lot of the debt and bringing it way down. So that's what he says that you can't expect. He says these presidents are in a very, very vulnerable position. Because they will be brought down. They have to really be careful. You know, they'll, they'll um, kill them off. They'll set up a sex scandal, a drug scandal. And they understand their position. So he says the people have to stand up for their own rights as well. And some, like some countries, they are standing up. Um, and they brought their debt down. But this is what they've done. And this is how... You know, he talked about the housing market in the United States, the same kind of thing where the bankers were telling people, oh, you can afford a half-million-dollar house, and you know you could, they knew you could only afford a $200,000 house. Right. And so, but then when things fall apart, they blame the people. It's your fault. It's your fault. Nobody's pointing at the people behind, behind all of that. So he's saying, telling the Greek people, don't feel bad. You, you average Greek person, it's not your fault your country's in such a dire economic um, position. But, you know, the bottom line is if we don't have a thriving middle class, we're going to end up in the same way. We, I mean, the middle class is disappearing. Hmm. And so you have, to have, you have to have employment. And, you know, and so they go, well, the economy's growing, yes, and he talks about that, but who is it going for? It's not going for the average citizen. It's going for the very wealthy. So that's why you can say, oh, the economy's growing and look at the stats, but then you see high unemployment, you see, <laughs> you know, the value of the dollar. How much is it worth now? How much is the dollar worth now? About that's a quarter? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's worth about five, six, that, maybe a quarter from the 1913 till now. Yeah. Yeah, eventually you, eventually the world, I mean, just like everybody else has been brought down, those that are not ready for it won't see this one come just like everybody else. That's just how it's going to happen. But see, here's the thing. I, I, I understand, I but here, here's what, you have to be aware and ready for it, though. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, the biggest problem we have going on right now is, we're not, most of us are not aware, number one, because we're still falling, um, falling into this conditioning mode. And number two, the other half just don't care. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, I mean, if you put those two together, it, 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 it looks like a very bleak future. You know what I mean? Michael, quit breathing so hard on my phone. Now, what you want? <laughs> I hear you breathing. What, Michael? 
He's, are Hello, you there? my phone was on mute, bro. What are you talking about? Well, you were still breathing. I heard you thought it was on mute. But anyway, what you, what you got for me, man? I mean, I mean, I just want to know how can you verify that that was just me breathing with other people on the line. But no, I was just listening, and um, <laughs> I know it's all jokes, Mister Talk. I get the joke, but I, I listening to Joe, and I, 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 I don't know if Joe may be joking or not. I mean, he he may be saying it just for entertainment to try to get a rise out of people, but it's funny to me because the way he's talking is the reason why we have problems in this this nation. There is no benefit of greed. Anywhere you have someone being greedy. That person is crazy And they're affecting other people You just can't I'm just looking like in the 60s Especially when it comes to the Black Panthers They were talking about I wouldn't say communism But they weren't capitalists But then somehow You know A lot of people like to Make a lot of money Whether it's legal Or um, unlegal And I'm just saying Listen Joe Someone having a mindset of this totally dominating of an industry and totally being 100% market share in that industry is we have problems. That's the problem with capitalism. And that type of mindset is crazy. You have to have some type of balance. If you think you're just going to take over and dominate and push people out and you only have the supply, you set the price of this market every time. History uh, speaks for itself. It just doesn't work out. Eventually, it's going to cause war, it's going to cause chaos, and the government is going to have to get into it. It's just that simple. So we have to have a type of balance. And I agree with Mr. Michigan. If, you know, if people call themselves Christian, what really, do, what does it look like? I don't think I've ever met one in my life. But I'll fall back, Mr. Tall. Okay. So, Monopoly. All right. Uh-huh. We've had antitrust laws since, well, for decades. And anybody on the line, point out to me a monopoly where the prices have been set by that monopoly, where it's been so exorbitant you couldn't afford whatever it was that the commodity was being sold. So, go ahead. Well, look at Microsoft. Look at Microsoft. Look at Rockefeller. What about Microsoft? I'm saying it, it, someone is totally keeping everyone out of being in this business. Um, Microsoft got replaced by Apple. Apple is the number one. No, I no, no, no. I was talking about as far as monopoly, as far as the browser is being concerned, having monopolism on that. Yes. I use Firefox because they were. I'm not going to talk over you, bro. I'll wait. Well, you were oh, responding yeah. to me. I was responding to you. Well, in other words, yeah, but, 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 but I just want to say that just looks in, listen, listen to this. How Disney, a greedy person, and they just want to break the rules. Uh, when when you want to outsource and when you want to get a, everyone on these H-1B visas, well, you cannot fire an American, whether they're black or white, f- uh, from a United States company and replace them with an immigrant. You can't do it. So what Disney did is they said, well, I'm going to get a consultant, consulting company in India. That consulting company hires people, and then they funnel in them that way. It's it, it's still they're trying to circumvent, but at the end of the day, they're being greedy, and they're and and they're hurting Americans. Do you see what I'm saying? Because when you're greedy, you're going to try to file any any wiggle room, and then at the end result of that greed, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be chaos. It's going to be war. 
I wouldn't say greed is bad or good, but greed just does not make sense. That act of being greedy, that mindset, your behavior in greed will, will end result in chaos. That's all I want to say, Mr. Talk. I'll fall back. Until I say something, then you come back at me. No, well, some people don't know what greed is. What, what's greed? And you have to have a conscience to say you greedy when you, when you want 100% of something. That's greedy, huh? Uh, yeah. Can I? Did you talk about the, the Jamaican model school in Donald Trump? Oh, I'm sorry. Donald Trump? <laughs> lady, yeah, you're breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's a lot of greed going on. If they think she's only worth thirty-five hundred dollars over three years, and she's done all those photo shoots. Which isn't, they, they aren't half an hour, an hour job. They could be all day, all night. Um. And, and in extreme weather conditions, you could be in the ocean, it's freezing, or, you know, in the snow. Okay. Okay. So that, 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 that's pretty bad. Okay, Miss Lady, I think we missed the first part of what you yeah. were saying. Just call the second part of it. <laughs> Repeat the first part of it again. Oh, the Jamaican model who was on the news, she's suing Donald Trump's modeling agency. Uh-huh. Uh, she was promised $75,000 a year. She was 19 years old, 18, something like that, from Jamaica. She was brought to the United States. And claimed she was paid like $3,800 over three years after doing, I think, about 25 photo shoots. Mm-hmm. All right, and her claim was that she was so promised she, $75,000. So she, so she was promised $75,000 okay. a year and a nice life, and she got thirty or $3,500 over three years. Heard you. Okay. $75,000. So if. That's what she was promised. So she should have been received 75 Lady, times I heard three. You. you want me to respond to you? She, uh, I'll <laughs> fast. You know what it is? If she don't have a copy well, of that contract, well, then she ain't going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, well, it all depends well, she on the contract that is written. I mean, and they, she, said a lot of, uh, she said a lot of other models they want to sue, but they're afraid. They're very afraid, and they're looking now to have a class action yeah. against that company. Well, if what she's claiming is true, then the promises <laughs> are broken. I mean, you think that sounds Lady, greedy? you want me to respond to you? I can't if you're going to talk over me. Here's oh, the point. Okay. Well, okay. I'm fine. Go ahead. Hey, yay. Nah, everybody, you go. All right? You want me to respond when I do, then you keep coming back and saying it's, hey, Joe, I'll tell you what. Everybody, you talk. Well, that hasn't been a long time. Can I say something? All right, go ahead. Oh, well, everybody is. I mean, when it comes to Donald Trump, like we see how how you how people spread. You don't supposed to like Donald Trump. They don't know why they're just going along, not liking Donald Trump. I'm not gonna vote for Donald Trump, but I'm saying I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon about all these people trying to find. I mean, you know, find ways to dislike the man or this and that. Just because somebody came out and told them they need to. I don't understand that. 
Well, well May, she said she has a balance law. Oh, she has an attorney. It's not going to be based on facts that they can dig up. It's not going to be based on some superfluous nonsense. It's going to be based, the lawsuit is going to have to be based on some facts that, fact that they can prove or disprove. Or the other we're side about this. So it's not we're talking about not about whether or not we like Donald Trump. This is the fact. This is this is what was stated by her in an interview, and she's very forthright about it. But you know, it's those other workers. The same thing. A lot of immigrant workers, you know, in all those fields, they're being treated the same way. It's my understanding. It's not uncommon. Oh, well, I'm talking about something else. I'm not talking about the same thing you're talking about. Yeah, new time. Hello? Yeah. I'm saying okay. that when it comes to when it comes to Donald Trump, Donald Trump filed bankruptcy, Donald Trump did this, Donald Trump did that. I mean, like, why are you just, just let man run? Well, do you know what, man? Because a lot of people don't care. Well, man, you know Whatever what? Whatever you put on it. Here, here it is, man. Here it is in a nutshell. And I'm going to tell you why he's so afraid of Donald Trump. Because he's been, he's been being in bed with all of them. All of them, okay. he'd have been in bed with them. So he's got dirt on all of them, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they can't control him. They can't yeah. control him. Yeah. You've got that right. Donald said he knows all the people Hillary knows. <laughs> and, and you know what, Mr. Okay. You know what, Mr. Talk? They are mm-hmm. already talking openly about mudslinging against him because they are so afraid of him. And what was that man's name that they um, – uh, set up in the hotel with the maid. He was from Europe. That IMF man. Yeah, yeah. the head of the IMF. Yeah. Uh, uh, Miss Lady, how you doing today? I'm fine. Getting over. Uh, I, I, let oh. me say this. Finish. I'm not saying that the the lady from Jamaica, what she's saying is not true. I'm not saying that. I don't know. But I just want to point out that as it turned out, that that story about the hotel maid turned out to not be true. They were on that man. They blackmailed him because he, he was running for some kind of office. He was getting ready to run for an office. So this is kind of a, could be a similar situation what they're doing for Trump. And does anybody happen to think it's odd that the odd man out's name is Trump? Trump card? Just like, don't you think it's odd? Rock Hussein Obama's name and Saddam Hussein, something going on here. Don't y'all think something kind of strange? Mm. Like, Everybody's missing the point. He's a corporation and corporation for people. So everything people seem to be hollering about, Donald Trump is it. He's a business, as they say, he's a businessman. But be like every businessman can do business. So mm. that's why I'm not understanding why they're trying to destroy the man and just let him run. Or like, like Eric said, I mean, I'm he not knows, on the he, with him. Know, he probably knows where the bodies are buried. And if he doesn't, there's another thing yes, that people have said about him. He didn't go through the initiation. He didn't go through Bohemian Grove, and he didn't go through a whole bunch of nonsense which they could blackmail him with. Mm-hmm. That's he's right. not a politician. So he, he wasn't trying to be wrong the way that these other guys had. How is, you know what? They do set people up all the time. I know a man that used to work for, some prep for uh, about five or six of our presidents back in the past. He's passed away, and he said when... This little stewardess came up to him while he's sitting on the plane minding his own business and tried to get all into his business about 
where was he flying to and what hotel was he staying at and and was he going there for business and pleasure? At that point, he said, I decided I wasn't going to stay in any more hotel rooms. I started staying at my friends and relatives' homes. They will set you up. Well, that's the way of the world, absolutely. And no, it doesn't matter how big you are. They, at the head of the IMF, most of the people from the World Bank, IMF, et cetera, they all come from Goldman Sachs. And they will set you up. There's nobody that's not, except for maybe the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and maybe a few other names I'm not aware of. But they can get you. That's why I'm not understanding why everybody's going along with the program. I'm not going along with the program because I'm just sitting looking and watching it. So you don't understand why they don't like Trump is what you're saying? No, I'm saying why everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. The bandwagon Uh, to like him or not like him. Everything that they're complaining about, he is that. He's a private contractor. He's a businessman. And he with all those people that the people complaining about. And then they want to turn around and call road them. They're just all to the side. You don't even hear nothing out of them. Oh, you're, are you wondering why the establishment is trying to bring him down? Is what you're saying? Yes. Oh, all right. Because they pushed him out the way and they don't exist anymore? Because he knows where the body's buried. And he didn't go through the initiation right. So he, they can't control him to the same degree they control Rubio and Cruz. But haven't we seen this before? What was that man's name that owns EDS, Electronic Data Systems? Ross Perot. Yeah. Isn't this the same playbook with Ross Perot? He was a businessman, too. They said the same thing. Oh, he's a businessman. He's not a politician. Uh, But then they threatened his life. So isn't this a replay of something we've seen before, a script we've seen before? No, Donald Trump is different because Donald Trump done did dirt with all of it. He got the books on every last one of them. Remember when he gave the man's phone number out to everybody? You know why I think Donald, you know why I think Donald Trump be good? Because a lot of those white boys that's got their money overseas, they're going to bring it back. Yeah, that's possible. If he, if he changes the... Uh, they're going to put it in the economy. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll tell you one yeah. thing he's... And what type of businesses are you talking about? What 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 do you mean by that? Be more specific. Like Negro Money and all of those people money. Right, all those guys. Right, right. Like that. All those trillions of dollars sitting over. They they, they're gonna they're gonna their hope their hope in entrepreneurship in America is gonna be revived. They're gonna bring that money from offshore and be and re and start reinvesting into business, just enterprise in general. Mr. Michigan, haven't you have you considered? I'm just asking. I'm not saying you're wrong, yeah. but have you considered that China is uh, the the market? Uh, you know, they kind of hitch their wagon to the market over here. So, if they bring their corporations back over here and reindustrialize, how is that going to hurt uh, China? Because I understand that only 25% of the Chinese population participate in the, uh, you know, the new industrial market. The rest of the population is still living up in the mountains. And, you know, a big part of China is desert. Well, they mm-hmm. said they were coming back because of the pollution. It's so bad that they want to get those jobs out Can I get Ms. answer, please? Oh, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I didn't look at it that way. But, you know, it, it, it and it also depends on what type of enterprises, when they do come back and reinvest, you know, what what they invest in, too. I, I, I don't necessarily see that as a here's, big problem. Here's what I yeah. think. 
Um, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said and also try to answer and go on this question at the same time. Apple and the rest of them, a lot of the uh, Fortune, not a lot, but a few of the Fortune uh, 100 companies have their money overseas because the tax laws made it favorable for them to do that. Now, if Trump comes in, changes the tax laws so that they won't be taxed at 25 35%, and they can bring the money back, that will help revive the economy. But my opinion is, is that if they don't revive manufacturing, and if they don't open right, up right, right. oil wells here, it's not going to make a difference. So, Joe, do you think Trump money off- offshore, too? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Do you think Trump's money is offshore, too? It'd be smart. No, I'm, I'm sure he's got so. Yeah, I bet he got so. <laughs> and like I said, the jobs are going to come back because there's too much pollution. And they won't, they, they <laughs> can't even see. They're going to push them from over there and put them back over here where they work. So well, that'll be good. That means the more money that's over here, they can reinvest it in equipment and, you know, expand their businesses. The economy will start to grow. People, more people have jobs. And, but, if they don't revive the manufacturing um, industry, forget about it. Because if we have to depend on China, China can pull the plug. But if we can revive our manufacturing by taking our natural resources, which we have here, all like China's doing, take control of some natural resources in other lands and bring them back over here without stealing them. But, you know, we're, we're pretty much, well, you know, the thieves of the world. But if we can do that within our own shores and open up our oil well, then we're sitting pretty. But the Federal Reserve would never allow it. I was just getting ready to say, won't that go against the New World Order boys? And you then don't... That right. <laughs> uh, uh, China made the corporations, the greedy corporations... Uh, offer they couldn't refuse. So if they cared anything about the people here and the economy here, you say they're going to come back. Well, they wouldn't have left in the first place. Well, no, they went over there to get labor wages. I think Mitch was saying if Trump comes in, then if he changes the law, then the money can come back. Yeah, yeah but yeah, well, I'm saying know. the corporations, uh-huh. corporations didn't care about. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying because the... Um, because of the tax laws. Everybody thinks that... Okay, okay yeah. I, I'm yeah. with you now. Yeah. Because everybody thinks that Apple and the rest of GE, et cetera, they're just parking the money overseas just because it's a hell of a lot easier. But there's a reason why they're parking the money overseas. Regulations and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're incorporated overseas as well. Oh, and, yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I mean, what businessman is going to want to increase his business taxes? Nobody. Right, right, right. That's only natural. Well, I don't know if it, people might call it G, but I wouldn't. <laughs> and when the other countries just have to have regulations, what are they going to do then? Because they might be putting out this smog and pollution. And if, they come up with regulations, then what happens? If Trump really <laughs> starts to make an effect on the American economy, I'd give him 60 days before he has a heart attack. Or something, yeah. Or yeah. something, because something's going to yeah. happen to him. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> he began to step on too many toes. You say you say something to happen? Hell yeah! <laughs> you been doing a whole lot of stuff without uh, the Congress? <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, well I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this: that, uh, considering considering where America is, I, I mean, I, and, and I'm with May. Um, if electoral politics is the, the best you can do is probably local, so she's right on that point. But but I believe that Donald Trump. With where America is, he's he's about the best thing for America right now. In yeah. that, you know, I understand it's a it's a European expansion. I believe he's he 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 represents the, the you know the, the 
the quintessential white boy. You know what I mean? This is what America was started for. He represents John Wayne. That. Yeah, that's right. He rep- he embodies all of that. Interesting. And that's what they need right now. Only if manufacturing is resurrected in this country. Other than that, it's over. I agree with her. <laughs> with the manufacturing? Yeah. Yeah. Six million well, I mean, but what, 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 what makes you what makes you guys what makes you guys think yeah, the the industrial revolution can't swing back to America? I mean, you think that that can't think, happen? Well, I think it can if manufacturing oh, okay. is revived. If it's yeah. not, then it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, but who? But I mean, but who, but who's going to revive it? It's going to be those entrepreneurs that revive it. So I mean, that's a possibility. But, if if that's what they need to do, that's what they'll do. But you can have a revival. Let's say the service industry, right? That's not manufacturing, the service industry. You can have a... No, that's not manufacturing, economy, right. But if we don't have manufacturing, then what? We, everybody will be dependent upon China, Japan, and other countries, Thailand, Vietnam, to get our goods, um, to get our resources, and to get our goods manufactured, which means... Yeah, but well, I, guess what I'm, yeah, I guess what I'm saying, Joe, the, 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 you're just talking about simply reorganizing America, reorganizing itself. In other words... There's nothing that would impede America from a reindustrializing itself. All of the technology, hell, everybody around the world pretty much got it, most of it from America. So it wouldn't be a, a stretch, you know, for America to reindustrialize itself. But it can't. It won't go far unless it's independent from other countries. And to do that, you have to have our own manufacturing base. You can't be never near independent from other people. That's the problem. Well, I'm not saying that they need to give up globalization, but if China sneezes, we catch pneumonia. If they say, "Look, America, you're interfering with the uh, the Southern Islands, so we're going to put a tariff on you, increase it by forty percent, or we're going to stop shipments to your manufacturing to your wholesalers altogether." I mean, do you know what that'll do to us? They're illegal immigrants, and they control, they own most of some of the things that's in this country. So they fought you know, you know, America, fought with them. But, you know, you know uh, Dr. Bobby Wright, he said something his profile. He said, uh, you know, black folk always say white folk will do anything for money. He says, think about that. He said, white folk print money. He said, we'll do anything for money. <laughs> he said, but they print it. I mean, why would they do anything for it when they print it? I mean, and I, the reason I said that. If if what it takes to reindustrialize America, they would white boys wouldn't have a problem losing a little money or losing a little skin to make that happen. It wouldn't be a problem. Okay, when you're talking about, I mean, I don't see why you I don't see why you think that'll be a problem. Okay, what do you think? What's an example um, of uh, reindustrializing America? Basically, moving those types of manufacturing things that they're doing in China. What would it take for them to just move that back to America? Well, right. That's what I'm talking about, if they bring the yeah, manufacturing yeah. over here. But if they don't, you see, when you say reindustrialization, it could mean just expansion of what we have already without including, um, you know, revitalizing manufacturing. If we don't revitalize manufacturing, then eventually our economy is going to crash anyway. But Okay, but if they do... Uh, revitalized manufacturing here. The mm-hmm. cost of living here is so much higher than it is for the workers in China. That's why the wages are so low. Exactly. Over there. 
So, so Trump comes how are they going to how are they going to deal with that? They're going to leave. They got people over there making a little of nothing, and they're going to come back over here to revitalize this economy. And we're going to use. I'm not, we're going to work for twenty five dollars a month. Uh, where are we going to live on the street? If Trump comes over here and he takes care of the regulations and the taxes, right? And if he does, he said the Federal Reserve should be audited. Hopefully, he would audit it and get rid of it. If he could get rid of that, relax the rules, regulations, and the taxes, then the uh, our um, our economy would grow, and we'd be able to afford everything and anything. Yeah, but you're only considering us. I'm consider. I'm asking the question about the corporation. What's right. the incentive for the corporation to come back when we can't afford to live off of twenty five dollars a month? Developing nations, their their minimum wage is twenty five dollars a month, but their cost of living is so much lower. So if, if they come back over here, uh, we're, we're, how are we going to live on twenty five dollars a month? That's what we're competing with. I don't know what workers over there would come over here because over there they're using their own the foreign workers over there who, when they're making twenty five dollars a month, they're making more than what they usually would make. So they would leave them there, come over here. Let's say the minimum wage was $10. Now you don't have inflation because the Federal Reserve hopefully is gone if Trump can do it. He relaxes the rules, the regulations, the taxes, the economy grows. We have our manufacturing where we're not dependent upon Japan, China, and maybe a couple of other countries. We're independent from them. We do our own product. Our standard of living, even if somebody's making 10 bucks an hour, you can still afford what you want, and the economy boosts. We had that back in the 1950s. In the 1950s, if you made $5,000 a year, you could afford either, I forget if it was a two-garage house or a two-bedroom house, I forget which, but one of those deuces, you could, you could have a wife who wasn't working, a car, and your federal income tax was 284 bucks. On $5,000 a year. But because of inflation, the Federal Reserve, and the concerted effort, which I think most people on the line would agree that um, is directed towards the United States and the world to make the economy crash. We've had inflation. We've had oppressive regulation, corruption and justice in the justice system. All that crap. If we had honest politicians, which we're not going to get, but I'm just saying this as a hypothetical. If we had it, then our economy would grow. And everybody, most people, there would be an, an honest 5% unemployment as opposed to a dishonest 5%, which really is 23% throughout the nation. And I think it's, what, 50% for black people? So, Close. okay. All right. All right. We, we're going we're gonna to end it right there and then give you all a chance to get your last words in. Uh, it's 30 minutes after since we got so many people on. We're going to start the last words now. All right. So since Sister Ngoni and Joe was talking, we're going to let Sister Ngoni start with her last words so she can respond to what Joe was saying. All right. Go ahead, Sister Ngoni. Thank you. I, I didn't – I can't respond to what he was saying because I don't think he understood my question. So I'll just let it go since it's so late and we have so many people. I was asking a whole different question. I was thinking about the – cost of living as it is now and i think joe is right um because i remember those times you know when the cost of living was um you know comparative to to 
the uh, resources or the wages that people had. I mean, when I hired into General Motors, we were making two dollars and something an hour. So I understand that part. But my question was about the corporations. What's the incentive for the corporations to come back? If they don't adjust the cost of living for the workers, how is that going to work? That was my question. I don't know if I, you know, expressed it well, but that that's what I was asking about. I'm done, Mr. Talkin. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling in. And you have You're a- welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, All facts, are you there? Going once, going twice. Okay, he's getting his sex together. All right, uh, Miss Lady, your last word. <laughs> yes, um, the c- cost of living is so much higher now than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. So there's just really no comparison. I mean, uh, you know, years ago, 30 years, 40 years ago, you could get a house for, you know, what, 50000 Good luck, forty, fifty thousand. Good luck finding that now. So people may have only made, you know, twenty-five or thirty thousand, but they could get a house for fifty thousand. And if you look at what their the average salary is now, what the average housing costs are, it's it's, it's just you know, there's just no comparison. So <clears throat> those days are not going to come back. So those are those days. In terms of um, what would be the incentive for corporations to come back and begin manufacturing here? I don't really um, see an upside to that unless you had an, enough employment, high employment in this country to sustain that that manufacturing base and the um, buying and selling of those products. Um, the only way I could see uh, is that you know Congress imposes a, a, a big tariff on you know uh, imported goods. But that's going to probably, if they try to do that, it'll probably end up at the Supreme Court um, in terms of, you know, it being, you know, corporations claiming it was unconstitutional tariff. So um, I just don't see how it's going to work. Other than I'm thinking um, they privatized a lot of government positions and jobs over the past 25, 30 years, and a lot of that maybe they need to undo a lot of that privatization so that um, a lot of the monies go to, you know, to owners of those private corporations. Um, maybe there needs to be a resurgence in hiring, you know, more government employees. They're, therefore, you know, they have more of a, a, a viable income. Um, I would be willing as a taxpayer to support that if uh, the defense budget was decreased, where, you know, you get rid of a lot of fraud and waste and abuse. So, I mean, it's able to to restructure things, um, but um, it's going to take a lot to do that. Agreed. All right. Thank you, Miss Lady, for that, and you have a wonderful weekend. All right. Uh, Mays, you're up. Yes, Ms. Bunk, it's like corporations. Uh, America don't own corporations anymore, but they're coming back, but somebody else owns them, like the Honeybake, the some of the car companies. Is owned by other countries, and they're kicking it to their homeland and and benefiting their people with the money. So they're coming back, but they have people are not going to own it. They used to own stuff in America, so they gave them away, gave it away to other countries to own. So if they bring them back, they don't have no power with them anyway. So they're feeding their people and building their houses and their countries up, but they have 
They're corporations in business. And they always mm-hmm. talk about illegal people, but then they're the ones with the businesses sitting here each and every day. So that's why I say I don't know why they want to pay the fence. Because we got to go to the other side to get what we want. <laughs> mm-hmm. So corporations coming back, they are coming back because we see them. But they're not owned by Americans. So mm-hmm. we're going to go figure that one. That's what we get one. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Maze. Uh, let's see. We lost Joe, so let me try Mike one more time. Mike, are you there? Uh, he's not there. All right. Man, what a great show. What a great show. A lot of information, great dialogue, and this is what we need to have more of. We really do. Uh, man, this is great. Um, we'll be back Monday. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about NAFTA and and – <laughs> the IMF and things of that nature. Sounds like a good thing to talk about. All right, so that's what we'll be doing Monday. Uh, I want to say every, thank everybody for participating. It's been fun um, in Georgia, in Georgia. Uh, chat room, thank you for the great conversation. Blues Unchained, East Coast, uh, all my different guests. Uh, thank you. You know, appreciate you. All right, so we're going to get up out of here. Monday, y'all. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with an open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first before you can forgive anyone else. All right? And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You laugh at yourself, everything else is great. But I tickle myself all the time. I really do. All right? <laughs> so anyway, it's been fun, man. Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. If you're in any of those states that's flooding and rain, man, take care. All right? Because I, I know the water will do some bad things to your house. All right? So... But it's been fun, and once again, you know, we was having a conversation in the chat room along with this, and something was said that made sense. As long as we keep uh, um, living by the ideology of win, when somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose, you know, we, we're going to be in trouble. We're we, we going to stay in trouble. just that simple because there's always someone trying to up, uh, up the next man, top the next man. And that way, there's never any compromise, no nothing. Just some food for thought. All right, so I'm going to get out of here, take you out of here with some Evelyn Champagne Cane and some shame. And um, I'll see everybody Monday. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Later.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.